You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, January the 11th, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this fine Friday is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, Craig. Uh, lots of interesting things going on uh, in the gold market, uh, silver markets, uh, some of the stocks, so uh, plenty to talk about here. Absolutely, and it is a new year, and it's going to be a very exciting year, but you know that also means it's tax time, it's tax preparation time, and so here's an important note for our Canadian listeners. You can, of course, open your own self-directed precious metals RRSP or ESP or TFSA account, and you can do that with Sprott Money. Get some physical metal in those babies. Sprott Money is a registered uh, with Quest Trade Bullion Dealer. And Quest Trade, of course, is a registered investment dealer with IROC. The deadline to contribute to your RRSP is, of course, March the 1st. That'll be here before you know it. So you better give us a call at 888-861-0775 to figure out how you can put some physical precious metal in your retirement account. And man, now's the time to do it, Eric. We're off to a very good start, continuing the rally from uh, the end of last year. And we're cooking again for the about the sixth year in a row here in the first quarter. Gold's just up a couple dollars this week and silver's down about 1%. And it looks like the banks are playing the same old game. They're increasing the open interest as price rises as a way to contain it. Uh, what are your thoughts, though, as the new year begins? Well, I, I read the article that you posted on the Sprott Money website about the banks sort of capping the silver price at 1580. And uh, that's sort of the same old drill. Uh, as you know, um, the banks, uh, through their deep pockets, can control the paper price. Uh, the only hope we have is that somehow there is a an outside physical influence that comes into the market that can change that dynamic. And um, as you and I discussed, I think about a, three weeks ago, in the silver market, we had in the in the month I think it was October that uh, brought in a uh, was it six thousand uh, thousand tons? Sorry, a thousand, a thousand tons. Of um, of silver, the silver market's about a twenty eight thousand ton a year market. So a thousand tons a month it would be twelve thousand a year. It would be an incredible demand for silver out of India. Now we haven't seen more recent data that I'm aware of. Uh, so that that was very good on the physical side. Uh, this particular week, we I had what I am regarding as potentially stunning news in the gold market when the, the People's Bank of China announced that they bought 10 tons of gold in the month of December. And I don't know whether this is the start of something new, but as we all know, there's this great battle going on between China and the U.S. And China has encouraged their citizens to buy gold and has, of course, bought gold for the uh, People's Bank of China account as well. But if, if China came in and started buying gold, like Russia is buying gold, I mean, these are uh, major changes in the gold dynamic here. I mean, the Russians are buying like 20 and 30 tons a month. The normal supply of gold is about 200 tons a month as sort of ex-China, ex-Russia. And uh, uh, I think I read that India bought 60 tons in what month would that have been? Uh, I think Maybe it was October December. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not sure which month it was, but uh, you know, they're always a buyer of around that uh, kind of number, 60, 70 tons a month. If the Russians buy 30 tons and maybe we get the Chinese in buying 10 or 20. And in fact, I read that 
they were buying 15 to 20 tons a month. I don't know where that where that gentleman came up with that number, but that was a number in print. Um, I mean, the central banks become a significant force in the physical market. And as you and I discussed it, I think it was last week, you, you, you do sense a change in the in the gold market where it doesn't go down nearly as violently as it used to. It goes down fast on occasion, and it's, as it's done this morning. You know, you can go down five bucks in uh, in ten minutes. Um, who knows why? You get these flash crashes in various places. But typically, I find that it that's about the extent of it. I mean, we don't we hardly ever get a ten dollar move on the downside anymore. When we used to get significant moves like that all the time, and after the the quick downtrend, it typically reverses and heads back up again. So I think we are seeing uh, the influence of um, uh, the physical demand in the market. And and the uh, the guys pushing the paper realize that, hey, if I knock this price down too much, it's going to get somebody excited maybe at some central bank who comes in for bigs, and we don't have bigs. And, of course, you and I have followed the, the COMEX all along, and there's no inventory there. Even theoretically, the, um, the goal that was uh, – was uh, um, uh, tendered for in December never never was delivered, <laughs> and of course so much so much of it goes offshore to London now. Like it's just freaky what's really going on in the physical markets, and uh, that, that's the one way that we can offset these commercial banks uh, selling their their paper product on the Comex. Speaking of the banks, Eric, uh, I found it interesting a couple of days ago. I saw a note go across that. Uh, your friends and mine at Goldman Sachs have increased their price target on gold to the, the highest, uh, you know, it would be new highs, like fourteen twenty-five. Um, okay, so are we just the Muppets in this case, or is Goldman trying to <laughs> unload, you know, how that works? Uh, what do you make of, of them going long? I know. Yeah, I know how it works. And, and in fact, some skeptics have already said, well, Goldman likes gold. I guess they're selling, you know. Right. <laughs> and, um but it, because that is a rather aggressive a target for one year out, fourteen twenty-five. Uh, considering we've already had a you know pretty good move here in the last uh, few months, uh, so I welcome it. I believe it. I like the reasoning of it. The recession thesis. Um, I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet at all. I mean, yes, the markets had this wonderful rally, and you know our friend Mr. Mnuchin uh, spoke to the the uh, plunge protection team, and all the next thing you know, stocks are rallying. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure there has been much progress on the trade side. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Powell suggested he that there is a chance he could become dovish, which I. I don't think is that well. It's a little unusual because he even talked about the balance sheet maybe not uh, continuing with the balance sheet normalization. Um, but uh, I, I think that uh, what Goldman's looking at is that they see the central bank buying, uh, they see the trade war not being solved. We see, of course, all these warnings by various companies. Of course, the most dramatic was the Apple warning, but before that was the FedEx warning. And then we have the the car companies announcing layoffs, and the airlines reporting that things aren't as good as they used to be. So, and of course, housing's been trashed anyway. So, there's lots of reasons to think that the uh, recession um, might be in the cards here. 
Let me throw this log on the fire too, Eric. I remember back in uh, August of 2011, things really came to a peak in uh, with what we call government discord in the U.S. with debt ceiling debates and government shutdowns and all that. And that was when S&P cut the U.S. credit rating to double A plus from you know their triple A. Well, now all of a sudden this week we had uh, discussions and headlines that uh, Fitch, uh, the other major mm-hmm. ratings agency, is considering the same thing. Yeah, the, well, of course they should too. I mean, I mean, there's no doubt that the budget deficit situation has really deteriorated markedly, particularly with the, the whole uh, decrease in tax rates for corporations, the almost unconstrained spending of the U.S. government. And, uh, you know, we talk about a trillion-dollar deficit, but the debt always goes up by a trillion and a half when you have a trillion-dollar deficit for some miraculous reason. So it's way beyond uh, what... What they suggest the deficit is because the borrowing is it's considerably higher. Plus, of course, we got the unfunded obligations. And the one thing that I've always felt very confident in saying is that the U.S. will go broke or is broke because of the unfunded liabilities. There's no doubt about it. It's just it's just when it's going to happen. You know, what's going to happen because the, the, the underfunded amount is so significant. You couldn't even tax people to get back there. So I can see where. S and P did what they did in '11, and and certainly Fitch a warning that uh, they might do it again if the deficit picture doesn't improve. And and Eric, one last another thing I wanted to touch upon. Uh, we kind of I, I kind of worked this in at the end last week because I forgot to bring it up. And but I, it's noteworthy. You know, you and I always talk about gold in dollar terms, which yeah, we kind of have to with the dollar being the reserve currency and kind of the benchmark. But kind of lost in the shuffle uh, here early in the year are new all-time highs for gold in Australian dollar terms. Gold in Canadian dollar terms is within $100 of its highs. I mean, uh, we're talking about gold eventually getting back there in U.S. dollar terms, but for folks in Australia and Canada, it's working out just fine. And and many other countries, too. I imagine uh, Mexican gold prices are right up there. Brazilian gold prices would be up there. Turkish gold prices would be up there. I mean, there'd be all sorts of countries where the currencies have been weak, where the gold price is hitting an all-time high. So you're sitting there at the end of the year, you're in Turkey, you've owned gold, you say, oh, my God, that was a great investment. Yeah. Why don't I keep doing it? And and this is all part of the momentum here that there's so many people in the world whose currencies are getting trashed where you have to sit there and make a decision. And, in fact, one of the currencies that was been trashed so far – this week was the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Looks like it might be rolling over here. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there lots of people in the world are believers in gold. And it was interesting when um, when the ETF totals for the year were announced. I think they went up by like 76 tons. But all of the buying was in, for the most part, was in European funds. And it was selling in U.S. domestic funds. Uh, now that's all reversed itself. We've had a huge number uh, happen in December here, both in the U.S. and in Europe. In fact, I think the number for December uh, was something like 76 tons of uh, physical metal was bought in the month of December. So you know, you add that to the the Chinese buying, the Russian buying, and all the other central banks buying, and the regular buying of gold. I mean, you got 
you got some serious stuff going on in the gold market. There's lots of people in the world that would be profiting, be profiting immensely owning gold and silver these days. No doubt about it. Doing what it is supposed to do. Protection against uh, destruction of confidence in your local currency. No doubt about it. It has always worked that way. It will continue to work that way. Uh, one last thing, Eric. Uh, I don't know about everybody else that listens to us, but you have done me a great favor by bringing Kirkland Lake to my attention. Uh, gosh, what, a year and a half ago? When it was about $8 a share, it's now $26 a share. So uh, anybody that's been listening to these these weekly podcasts has probably benefited as well. They had some terrific earnings again this week. I just thought I'd ask you to see if you could uh, add some color to what was announced. Sure. Actually, well, what we announced was the production. We announced production of uh, 230,000 ounces in the fourth quarter. And uh, for the listeners, uh, just imagine what an analyst is doing now. In the third quarter, uh, the company reported 29 cents of adjusted earnings with 180,000 ounces of gold production. And now we got 230,000 ounces, so that's 50,000 ounces more. And analysts might multiply the 50,000 times the $1,200 and get $60 million change, tax it at 25%, get a net change of $45 million. And divide that by the roughly 200 million shares outstanding, you might say, well, gee, you know, those earnings could be 22 cents higher than, than what was reported in the uh, third quarter. Now, that, that's what I would be doing as an analyst, okay? And, and there, one might say, well, why would you think it would all be profit? Because we didn't produce any more tons. We produced the same amount of tons, but just got more gold out of it. In other words, we didn't have to hire people, didn't do anything different. So it, when your production goes up because of grade, there's no increase in costs. Yep. So anyway, I, I'm going to be interested in seeing what the final numbers are. I don't know what they are, but I can imagine what the analysts might be doing in, in trying to uh, sort of look ahead and see what's in store for Kirkland Lake. So it's it's pretty exciting all around. It is very exciting all around, and I, it's going to be a very exciting year. And before we sign off, I don't want to, our American listeners to think we're, we're leaving them out of the fun here about putting precious metal into your retirement account. Yeah, of course, Canadian Listeners can do that with an RRSP at Sprott, but American listeners can do that too. You can open your own self-directed precious metals IRA with Sprott Money. Sprott Money is associated with New Direction Trust, which allows you to do this. So, of course, just call 888-861-0775. Never has there been a better time to take some money out of the stock market uh, and, gosh, maybe sell at the high and move it into the precious metals. And you can do that all within your IRA. Oh, my goodness, what a great idea. Again, call us 888-861-0775. Eric, my friend, uh, we're off to a hot start. It, obviously, things never go straight up when you're fighting against the banks every day, but it sure looks like it's going to be a good year, and I look forward to talking to you uh, every week going forward. Well, I look forward to talking to you, too. And as you, I think this, I got a bit of a chuckle of it. Nothing ever goes straight up when you're fighting with the banks. And ain't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, like it's, look at, we've been fighting with the banks for the last seven years here. So uh, maybe someday we'll, we'll come out a winner. We certainly did from 2000 to 2011 when the gold price went up by uh, five or 600%. So uh, I'm not suggesting we have that in front of us, but it could be very exciting. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see new highs in the price of gold here, not too far down the line. I'm with you, my friend. So much of this resembles uh, 2010, 2011, economically, politically. I would imagine you sense that as well. 
Absolutely. It's, it's all coming together, it would seem for me anyway, in, in the precious metals market. Well, let's keep it coming together and uh, let's get together next week. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for your time this morning and all of your insights. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again next Friday. Okay, Greg, all of us have a great weekend. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>